This message comes from NPR sponsor, the Capital One Venture X Card. Earn unlimited 2X miles on everything you buy. Plus, get access to a $300 annual credit for bookings through Capital One Travel. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. Details at CapitalOne.com. Happy Friday, everyone, from NPR Music and All Songs Considered. I'm Stephen Thompson. I'm here with the music director and director of content at Vocalo Radio 91 in Chicago, Ayana Contreras. Welcome. Thank you for that extra little uh, R roll. This is NPR, man. Uh, From Radio Milwaukee, Tariq Moody. Howdy, Stephen. And from NPR Music, Ann Powers. Hello, Stephen. And hello to my good friends out there in Midwest land. <laughs> right. That's my, that's my home. We are talking <laughs> about the best albums out today, starting with Black Thought and the L. Michaels Affair. Their new album together is called Glorious Game, and this song is Protocol. Yo, I'm from another planet, though currently I'm stranded here where I see people clearly taking every day for granted, where every time I lift my ship up off the ground it's landed to my disadvantage, though maybe I am but a gambit in hell to another standard. If I'm completely candid, I fell in love with the language like a hopeless romantic. I display the dynamics that play and pray is organic. This has been my reality. Maybe I'm schizophrenic. Maybe I'm just a candidate having this chip implanted. Maybe this is a fantasy. Maybe I'm disenchanted. What if they just abandoned me? Maybe it's how they planned it. Crazy, there's still a scar on my shoulder where I was branded. The protocol is overhaul. I am not a know-it-all, but I need more than motor oil. Signage on a broken door since Sayonara or I'm already spoken for, focusing on finally doing something on my own accord. You're not familiar, L. Michaels Affair. They've been around for some time now. Fronted by Leon Michaels, they came out in 2005, introducing a really unique sound of what they call cinematic soul. And then they met with actually Black Thought The Roots, uh, one of the most prolific, amazing MCs and lyricists of today. Back in 2000, uh, working on fundraising events, and they came together on this album, which I feel like it's kind of a soundtrack to Black Thought's life. And uh, I actually related to a lot of these songs. Uh, one of the songs that really, really got me was the track Alter Ego, which features the psychedelic soul band Brain Story. When I was running on empty, that emptiness would tempt me, and I felt like everything, even my shadow, worked against me. I sit there in the mirror, staring at myself intensely, thinking I should act my age. Shit, I'm approaching half a century. Accidentally, I be mentally taken to my point of entry and shown a bigger picture, like I'd watched a documentary. I thought about some of the stuff we were saying, like you talked about. I'm running on empty. It was a deal of depression, and I'm going through that now. Honestly, like. I work at a station here, working with a lot of young people and feeling like, what do I still have to give? Like, you see all these amazing young people doing amazing things, and I'm thinking about, like, what can I give to these people, you know? And it kind of became like a pep talk for me. Black Thought is as clever as ever. Vivid storytelling, amazing, especially the storytelling on the weather. Sometimes the weather takes me back to the days of crazy summer. Without Blanche telling me to run and play the numbers, I'm trying to make it to the park to satisfy your hunger for the DJ cutting up less dance or funky drummer. Those gorilla side speakers was taller than five. This doo wop soul reflecting on good and bad times with no regrets. Also, another track that really made me think about my life in a different way. Tariq, you're making me think about how 
the sort of retrospective midlife quality of Black Thoughts Rhymes here connects with the kind of fractured soul of El Michael's affair, you know? Mm -hmm. Obviously, the roots dip into many different soul traditions as well, but there's a way that El Michael's affair's music really suits this exercise in memory, you know, because you get just little fragments of things and then they all kind of weave together in this beautiful way. It kind of reminded me of uh, actually thinking about uh, Wu-Tang Clans in the 36 Chambers. Coincidentally, El Michael's Affair did pay tribute to RZA's production on their return to the 37th Chamber. So I can see the parallels between the storytelling on the Wu-Tang record and, and this record. From the second full length, Enter the 37th Chamber, a lot of that had sort of that Wu-Tang nostalgic sample feel. This record recaptures that feeling. It's just as cinematic as you remember them being. And nostalgic in a good way, but at the same time, I think the production modes keep it from sounding like a 90s rehash. There's also just, to Anne's point, a real fractured sound that I really enjoy. One good thing for Black Thought, being his age, is that he's been in a very long-term relationship, and he has two beautiful songs dedicated to his wife, Michelle Trotter, on this record. I especially like that girl. When we were young, she came in and stung me with a stinger. My nefertiti, Amina, Makiba, my Azinga, the light in which I'm a linger. I'd probably do anything for that girl. I mean, it just like completely taps into that summer soul thing in such a wonderful way. That's Black Thought and the L. Michaels Affair. Their new album is Glorious Game. Let's go next to Feist. Feist's new album is called Multitudes. This song is Of Womankind. Oh, my mind shows the wind the magic circle with Leslie Feist. <laughs> I've always been a Feist fan, but I have to say I love this record maybe more than anything she's done before. Definitely as much as anything she's done since uh, her great record, The Reminder, many years ago. It's her first album in six years. During those years, she's gone through a lot of changes. She adopted a baby. During quarantine, she lived with her newborn and her father, the painter Harold Feist. Then about a year after that, he died suddenly of a heart attack. So, you know, there's a sense in these songs that she's both been broken and renewed. 
It really is a document of growth, of grief, of all of those things. And Leslie Feist has used the phrase word magic to describe these songs and her lyrics on these songs, and I really hear that. There's a kind of incantatory quality to many of them. I think you really heard that in the one we just listened to. And there's another one called Forever Before. It just becomes this kind of prayer, you know, and then the song ends with her making a reference to her daughter sleeping in the next room. So beautiful. I just love how she builds these songs, the imagistic lyrics, and then refracts them and extends them using various sonic techniques. A lot of the record is, you know, very sparse, just focusing on her voice and the guitar, although you do get a little bit of that mushaboom energy that we all love from Feist <laughs> from a few tracks. I guess the dynamics reflect what she's been exploring live. She was doing these 360-degree shows where she would perform in the center of the audience, and uh, she's also said that she was going for a kind of ASMR feeling with the production on this, so the vocals right up next to your ear. I absolutely feel transformed when I listen to this record. That sounds like hyperbole, but I really do. I love the minimalism of the project, even though I'm a big fan of some of the, the, the over-the-top tracks from the past. I guess I was expecting some more of that, but I got more into it, and I was really, really moved and really just sat there in solitude and really took it all in. It's a poor skill to get so good at Making wrong what is all right It touched me. She does such a beautiful job making space in this record. Uh, how much air there is in this mix, how much just time you get to sit with these songs. Just the minute we heard at the top of this segment, every 10 or 15 seconds that song is adding something. It's shifting, it's it's metamorphosing in a way. And in that way, I just hung on this record's every word. Grayson Haver Curran wrote a great review for us that you can read at NPR Music website, um, you know, talking a little bit about what it's like to be an artist getting a little bit older. I guess that's a theme we have today because uh, Feist also is 47. She's nearing 50. And there is a way that this music opens up into midlife, I guess, you know, into full adulthood in a really beautiful way. All the metaphors of earth. One of my favorites is on the song Become the Earth, where she plays on the ashes to ashes, dust to dust thing, which I know as a kid who was raised Catholic, you know, is a just burned into my head. Dust into dust as material must rush into rush into vexian trash. Skill I am up inside of home time. Carrying my fingers on over home She brings us into a world where not all dust actually decays. I think that's so interesting. There's so many great little philosophical turns like that on this record. That's Feist. Her new album is Multitudes. Next up is Abraham Alexander. Abraham Alexander's new album is called Seasons. This track is Deja Vu. You defy my memory. Ground I stand as firm as the sea. Drown as you take the key. Walking away from me. Killing a legacy. sweet poetry. Deja Deja vu, deja, 
Deja vu story, same life, another body in glory. Deja, deja vu story. set you free preacher's words ring loud in me the one and only Mavis Staples I mean there are no words for <laughs> Mavis Staples in my book I've met her in person a few times and she's just a fabulous bit of gravity to that particular song that Abraham said he wrote in response to some of the civil rights injustices that have been happening recently she's someone who's been in the struggle for as folks know, many decades. He's put out some albums over the years, and it's been lovely music, but I think it's been just kind of going beneath the radar. This one is probably one that's delving more into his personal history. It's called Sea Slash Sons, and that's a play on his like young upbringing in Greece, of all places. He was uh, raised until about the age of 11, in Greece and then uh, immigrated to Texas. He's a soul folk artist, I think, in the tradition of Bill Withers and folks like that, and was able to connect with Gary Clark Jr. fairly early on and connect with uh, Leon Bridges pretty early on as well. And those are people that he like really looks up to, and you can hear that in these tracks. There's just this feeling of isolation you know, sort of reaching out for someone, looking for something. Reaching out in that intimate way, again, it connects it with the Feist record, too. There's a way that there's a similar intimacy and yearning on the record. And I know, there, as you said, there's a acknowledgement of both personal pain and cultural, political pain, oppression, the song about the death of his brother. I mean, there's a lot of heavy stuff here. How many times I get Carried away like a leaf in a sea on a wave. My life keeps passing each day, praying his memories won't sway. The pictures on the wall will change, and mentions of your name will paint, but in the morning. And then there's also this just beautiful sensuality. And when I first listened to this record, I did, because I looked at the guests, you know, like Gary Clark and Mavis, and thought, oh, this is going to be real, like, in-the-box Americana folk R&B throwback. But it's not at all. Like, I feel like it was just as much influenced by Frank Ocean as Leon Bridges. Yeah, I co-sign everything you're saying. I, I just respect... Coming into this record with that voice, you know, with that big, rich instrument, and knowing to dial it back, knowing to dispense it in subtle ways, that is the kind of thing that takes a really, often takes a really long time for a singer to learn. And he knows exactly when to just ease off the gas on that really powerful voice. And that just makes his song craft comes through, that makes the emotions come through so much more clearly. I, I, this is a great record. That's Abraham Alexander. His new album is Seasons. We've got a few more records that we want to play for New Music Friday, but first, let's take a quick break. 
This message comes from NPR sponsor, the Capital One Venture X Card. When you book through Capital One Travel using the Venture X Card, you earn 10x miles on hotels and rental cars and 5x miles on flights, and you earn unlimited 2x miles on all other purchases. Plus, receive a $300 annual credit for bookings through Capital One Travel. The Venture X Card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. Support for NPR and the following message come from Carvana. On a mission to make car buying more convenient and affordable than ever before. In minutes, you can browse thousands of options under $20,000. Visit Carvana.com or download the app today to get started. On this week's Wild Card, we talk with Issa Rae about those moments where our lives could have gone another direction. Definitely wasn't supposed to be with that guy at all. At all. But I still think about it. I'm Rachel Martin. Issa Rae tells us how to make peace with the path not taken. That's on the Wild Card podcast from NPR, the game where cards control the conversation. Why is everyone so obsessed with traditional wives or trad wives on social media? This week, we're talking about the viral videos of women making marshmallows and mozzarella from scratch, and how behind the sheen of calm kitchens and cute fits, there's some interesting pessimism about our modern world. And that's worth digging into. Next time on It's Been a Minute from NPR. It's New Music Friday from NPR and All Songs Considered. I'm Stephen Thompson, and we are looking at some of the best new albums out today, April 14th. Next up is Petite Noir. Petite Noir has a new album called Mother Father. This song is blurry. I just pray that you hear me sometimes. Can I just say that you're always on my mind? been 11 days since you said you'd leave it behind In many ways I think of all the better days now Is there something wrong You seem to push the fire and the red light what is going on? If you wanna know, then we'll figure out. What's going on? Oh, oh. So yeah, blurry. That one actually features Sanford the Great, and it's one of my favorite songs on this record. It's interesting because it's got that nice '90s jangly grunge guitar sound with the slinky low end. I've enjoyed Petite Noir since King of Anxiety. There was this record on there called Shadows that I just couldn't stop playing. He's a Belgian-born, South African-raised, Congolese artist, very cosmopolitan in his upbringing. And his music is equally cosmopolitan. It's like this blend historically of like new wave meets Afrobeat and art rock. This has a lot less new wave than some of his earlier work. He calls his sound Noir Wave. Noir Wave, that's right. <laughs> Which I want on a t-shirt. I'm going to try and find it. Yeah. There's some highlights, including uh, Simple Things, which features Theo Croker. It's got these, like, horns run through effects, which is one of Theo's signature moves.
It's just a really interesting record that opens itself to you the more you listen to it, I think. Going back to the whole idea of noir rave, I started Googling it. Basically, how they describe it, it's a musical culture movement that draws creative energy from punk aesthetics and the fragmented identity of today's African diaspora. I spent probably 20 minutes just like looking at this scene that he's considered the architect of. And I was so fascinated. It kind of draws similarities to the idea of what Afrofuturism is in a parallel way. This is inspired by like these new generation of black artists who are destroying genres. But on this record, like you can say it's genre bending because it's, sometimes it's hard to define sometimes like the genres he's pulling from on some of these records. You like you hear the subtleties of the little grunge and stuff, but it really it's his own unique sound that I really enjoy. There's been decades of these artists, but they always seem to resurface, you know, as you're saying, like black artists who who are going beyond genre definitions. And a word that came to mind was eccentric, but then I thought maybe that's incorrect. Maybe that was incorrect for Mark Anthony Thompson in the year 2000, and maybe it's incorrect for Petit Noir now, in that it's just the combinations, the artful combinations are not what we're used to. I think another performer like that would be Uv Toomer or Lorraine, you know, these artists who are, as you said, it's Afrofuturist, it's kind of addressing the idea of like the fragmented self through a lens of race, gender, sexuality, all of those things kind of dissolving and refracting. Yeah, and another group that I think of is also Young Fathers. Mm-hmm. Put on an also yeah, amazing sure. record and John Your Bending record as well. I can't believe nobody has mentioned that Petit Noir's father was the prime minister of the Democratic Republic of the Congo. Just, <laughs> That's a crazy fact, right? Just, 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 <laughs> just dropping in a little Paul Harvey, now you know the rest of the story. But, uh, I, I, I was reading up on him and I'm like, wait, what? Um, so there you go. That's Petit Noir. Petit Noir's new album is called Mother, Father. We're going to close this week's show with a lightning round, but first, one more pick. Kara Jackson has a new record called Why Does the Earth Give Us People to Love? This song is a medley called No Fun Slash Party. It's hard to have patience when you're waiting on luck Like a postal truck Like a postal truck To bring you a love as tough as elephant tusks No chance of rest No chance of rest Talk about a prodigy. Jackson is 23. She's from Oak Park, Illinois, and she was the U.S. Youth Poet Laureate when she was, I think, 19, definitely when she was a teenager, and she's already published a chapbook of poetry. Her music is a lot like her poems, which are often in prose poem form and have these witty, trenchant titles like White Privilege as a Cold Beer and Little Red Ride in Hood. (laughs) They're funny, political, cutting, personal, but with a lot of reach, and that's what I hear on this record, too. Jackson has a great sense of wordplay and a way of being simple and profound, you know, at the same time. The first song I ever heard by her is called Dickhead Blues. <laughs> Damn the dickhead blues When your time becomes somebody else's refuge Just like a Bessie Smith song, but for 2023, <laughs> you know. <laughs> It's so funny and forthright. You you just got to love it. And there's a lot of moments on this record, uh, you know, like the song Therapy that starts with the line, every man thinks I'm his effing mother. 
good for milk and good for supper. Never asked if I can be his lover. Special someone when he suffers, he wants. The production on this album, I just love it. Jackson worked with an interesting team of fellow artists to make it, all of whom are connected to the same kind of Chicago DIY scene. You know, it got me thinking about how young artists today, they are suffering because it's harder to get your music out there. It's harder to get acknowledged. It's harder to get your music noticed. But they're also free in a way that, you know, an artist like Jackson wouldn't have been, say, 20 years ago, in that she didn't get snapped up by a big record label and paired with a male producer 30 years older than her who was going to put her in a box. She got to work with her people, her team, her pals, you know, on this record. And the creativity and freedom of that, I think, is really imprinted on every song. Seeing the cosign of Namdi and Taina and Sen Morimoto, who all are so kind of pivotal to this underground and artsy scene here in Chicago, has made me very interested. I think what people don't necessarily know is how intertwined the poetry scene in Chicago is to the music scene, especially among younger people. Like No Name was, you know, a poetry slam artist before she was ever a recording artist. That lyrical prowess is always something that's attractive to me. I love the way this record kind of unfolds like a book of poetry, right? Like some of these songs sprawl out five, six, seven, even eight minutes long, but then you get these pieces that are more like fragments. And it's like when you're reading a book of poetry and you'll have these like really these long kind of epic pieces that are digging really deep into their ideas. And then there are some that are just like, I wrote this beautiful fragment for you to think on. And so I like the way this album fits against her poetry. That's Kara Jackson. Her new album is Why Does the Earth Give Us People to Love? We could not get to every worthwhile album out April 14th. This is a really good week, as you can tell. So let's do a quick lightning (laughs) round of some of the other big releases out today. Ayana Contreras, kick us off. Yeah, so Dinner Party announced that they're dropping a record called Enigmatic Society, which is a full-length follow-up to their 2020 self-titled record that actually also featured Ninth Wonder. This one has Aunt Clemens and Tank of Tank of the Bangas. Nice. All right, Tariq Moody. My pick is the UK-based trio, Mercury Music Prize-nominated group Go-Go Penguin, self-described as acoustic electronica, but they blend jazz, electronic, and classical music to create a unique sound on this new album. And they have a new drummer, John Scott, formerly of Mulatu Astake's band, which I'm just like, what? Definitely worth the check out.
Ann Powers, give us your pick. We have a new album from Natalie Merchant. Her first all-new studio album since 2014. It's called Keep Your Courage. I feel like Natalie doesn't get her due next to people like Alanis Morissette, Fiona Apple, Tori Amos, but she is just as influential. I think, you know, her highly literary, ambitious songwriting and that voice, you know, that burnished alto that she has is just imprinted on all of our minds. <laughs> and this is a classic Natalie Merchant record in so many ways. It's, you know, she's done things like song cycles of, of Emily Dickinson poems and all these, you know, very arty things, but this is like full on. Natalie Pop. You can dance barefoot to it. Um, there's also some gorgeous ballads. She worked with a bunch of different composers for string arrangements on these records. And there's also like horns. It's very full. It's just a great record. I'd ever seen and ever known. I'm nothing but living, breathing, flesh and Oh, yeah. And also out this week, there's a new EP from, you know, our very favorite, Angel Olsen. It's called Forever Means. <laughs> Great. Well, first off, if you're a fan of Christian Matson, the singer-songwriter who goes by the stage name The Tallest Man on Earth, he's got a new album out today called Henry Street. It's his first album in four years. He is always great, but my pick, I had to pick this. It's one of my favorite albums of the year so far. It's by the English singer Fene Lilly, and it's called Big Picture. It's a pandemic record written with an eye toward finding a stable relationship in crazy times and getting to know another person in isolation. This is her third album. Her songcraft has never been subtler or or more soothing. It also has this really sweet, slow burn to it. If you were intrigued by that Feist record we talked about earlier in this episode, if you like soothing artists like Leluc or Joan Shelley, definitely check out Fanny Lily. This record is so good. Let's hear a little bit of the song Lights Light Up. You came to me at the speed of a bad decision Just the speed the bad not so That'll do it for New Music Friday. Ayana Contreras, Tariq Moody, and Powers. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you. Thank you, Stephen. Great to talk. If you want to hear all the music we featured on this week's show, along with a bunch of other great new music out today, we've got expanded playlists in Apple Music and on Spotify. Search for NPR's New Music Friday playlist in either of those apps. Don't forget to bookmark the Now Playing blog at NPR Music. That is packed with song recommendations that'll help you stay caught up on great new music. You'll also want to sign up for NPR Music's weekly newsletter. It is put together by the exceptionally splendid Marissa LaRusso. To subscribe, go to npr.org slash newsletter. This week's show has been produced and edited by Ron Scalzo. From NPR Music and All Songs Considered, I'm Stephen Thompson encouraging you to be well, take a break, and treat yourself to lots of great music. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Dignity Memorial. When your celebration of life is prepaid today, your family is protected tomorrow. Planning ahead is truly one of the best gifts you can give your family. For additional information, visit DignityMemorial.com. This message comes from NPR sponsor, the Capital One Venture Card. Earn unlimited 2x miles on every purchase. Plus, earn unlimited 5x miles on hotels and rental cars booked through Capital One Travel. 
What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. These days, news comes at you fast. But the truth? Getting there takes time. There's something that hasn't been disclosed yet. Embedded is a podcast that takes the time to look beyond the headlines. How, how did this happen? How did we get here? With original documentary storytelling. Listen to NPR's Embedded wherever you get your podcasts.